years? Uh, been more recent than ten years. I'm trying to things in like five. I know. Uh, well, my girl, my daughters had a. They went to a friend's uh, birthday party there, so I was able to scope it out. And prior to that, I think it was for like a kid's birthday party, and it's like I'm playing games. Like, yeah, yeah. One that was sweet was like a firefighting game where you had like the big hose was. You were fighting fires. You were fighting fires. Yeah, the screen was at the fires. You had to get them out and save people and stuff. I was like, this is sweet. That is awesome. I think all games were only a quarter at that point. They too, should have so. more games like that. Hmm. The last time I was the there, they not still to. had all the older stuff where, like, you sat in the thing and it like, yeah. spun you around in that big circle. Yeah. And, uh, like, I think they even still had, like, there was, a, there was a Star Wars game and it was almost like a, like the Pod Racer game. Yeah. But it was more, it was, like, updated for the new ones. Oh, yeah. Like, the newer-ish ones, not exactly new. Oh, speaking of that Thailand place, they had, I think we had it in the mall here. You remember the, I think it was called Top Skater, with the little, the skateboard that you stood on? And you yeah. had the, 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 the yeah, bars the bars there, on. yeah. yeah and you I had sucked to, at it, that was terrible. No, because you couldn't never get going. Like, no, and it's, it's almost like I wasn't heavy enough to really move, move the thing, thing around. Didn't register. You had to be like an adult or something. <laughs> I haven't fucked with any of those since yeah. I was an adult. So. No, that was a good time. But we're rolling. We can get started. We're rolling. Yeah, we're a minute and twenty for a minute and twenty seven. This is it. Yeah, I mean, this. Oh man, I'm, are you ready? I mean, no, but <laughs> it's been a while. I, I just did. It's it been a minute. Well, good enough. We're rolling. Yeah. I, uh, well, the cameras are welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome yeah, me back. Think that yeah, this is this is good. This, this is a good is, time. This is we're gonna be very out of practice and rusty here we should say right off yeah yeah i can't guarantee the audio and video is going to sound great or look great at all times but, uh, so thank you in advance for sticking with us uh if you're listening it's obviously been a while and that's uh that's what we're going to talk about today we're going to talk about covid because that's what everybody wants to talk about still in july 2021 uh no well I mean, we're not going to talk about covid and how we feel about it and the vaccinate we're not talking about any of that nonsense that's not what we do here uh we are going to talk about how it affected wrestling how it affected our lives and uh you know essentially why we haven't done a pod for a year and a half and that's you know i mean it's all wrapped around covid and you know what happened to the wrestling business and there's plenty to dive into with that yeah absolutely uh this technically would be Ohio WrestleCast number 23, because I looked it up a second ago. It was actually just up here. Last thing we talked about was the Royal Rumble 2020 predictions. Yeah. That was on January 20th of 2020, so it's been over a year, well over a year. About a year and a half, and it's fitting, because at least in my mind, Royal Rumble 2020 is kind of like when wrestling died. Like That's the last memory that's stuck with me. Until you know now, where there's there's crowds again and everything like that. I mean, I watched. I very rarely watched any Raw or SmackDown. It it, it was almost impossible with no crowd. And then they did the Thunderdome, and I understand the mentality of that. You know, watched Mania in bits and pieces. Like I, you WrestleMania, you sit down and you watch WrestleMania. You have a party for WrestleMania. It's what you do. And for last year's WrestleMania, it was like. I'll catch it when I catch it, you know, I'll sit down and watch, you know, an hour here and then like I'll watch an hour later, but it it wasn't any, it wasn't must see TV. It didn't feel necessary. And of course at that point in time, especially at that point in time when the pandemic was just beginning, there was way more stuff on our, on everybody's mind, I'm sure than watching the wrestling show. Yeah. But it just, it wasn't, wasn't exciting for me. I don't know how you feel. Well, when it comes to wrestling, I, I mean, 
That year was a really weird year. Not so much for me because uh, I, I didn't really go out and do much anyway. Sure. I spent a lot of time at home. Quarantine didn't really affect me all that much. <laughs> um, it gave me an excuse to not do shit, really. But uh, So all the times when you uh, somebody invites you out and you'd have to think of an excuse be like, you, you didn't have to worry right, about it. Like, <laughs> most of the time, I, like, I just have anxiety, especially social anxiety. and like So I want to do the things. I just don't like... And I'll say, yeah, I want to do it. But then, like, as the moments get closer, I get more and more anxiety about I it. I think most so, of us like, are that way to some degree. like yeah. that were, you know, non-existent for a long time. Sure. It was a lot easier to avoid situations. Sure. But uh, I'm getting off the subject here. But because of that, I would get excited for, like, things like that. Okay. Because there really wasn't much going on. It would yeah. give people excuses to come over and hang out and me see people if they wanted to. Because I did have, like, a few people that okay. hang out with. And wrestling was one of the very few things that didn't stop you know i mean yeah, you talk can. you know you had ufc stopped for a while before they started having empty you know arena fights and, yeah, and the fight all all the, all the pro sports stopped basketball stopped on the dime baseball didn't get started until later in the summer you know it was everything the, the world kind of stopped and pro wrestling didn't vince didn't, ain't stopping miss a beat vince ain't stopping even aw <laughs> yeah which i mean it was probably wise for them being so young as a company like they might not have been able to rebound, you know. The, let's take a couple months off. Let's let's see how this this pans out. Um, that being said, their their show, I'm not a fan. Anyways, I'm not going all Jim Cornette. I'm not a big AEW fan. Yeah. They they were the first though to actually get some of the the workers and some of the undercard guys or the guys not on the show with masks to be front row and loud. Yeah, and yeah. I I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, the WWE will never, because to Vince, it's not even wrestling. It's a program. It's an entertainment show. So he would never go that route of, hey, like, let's, we have 20 people. Let's have 20 people. Let's have them be loud. And, like, let's kind of make it gritty. Like, I I kind of like that. No, like, for sure. Because, uh, you know, in pro wrestling, it's really all about the crowd. And all these, especially around the WWE roster, I mean, it's just beat into them to cater to the crowd, cater to the audience, the hard cam, and yeah. everything like that. So, you know, could it been a fun little break to say hey we got 2025 people and it's a little more independent it's a little grittier but the wwe would never go that route AEW did and i thought it was actually kind of fun i mean when they, WWE they first started that did kind of eventually they put up those glass things and they had like uh, yeah NXT people yeah and then like uh performance center people right didn't even know about them. right like uh, like a buddy i know um that i hang out with all the time i used to work with and he uh can't remember her name but she debuted not too long ago she's in that Stable in NXT. Uh, the Hit Squad? Yeah, with, she's uh, the girl. Okay, she okay. She went to Perry. Yeah, yeah we, we talked and, uh, about that. he knew yeah. her, and he texts her all the time. He's like, hey, saw your debut, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'll be sitting here watching and shit, and like, telling him what to say, because he didn't watch it. I did, you know? Yeah. And uh, she was even out there and shit, so. Of course, us guys on the wrestling podcast, I don't have her name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of her right now. And she's C like. Oh. Congratulations, if you're, if the, exactly. your buddy, if you're, if you're listening. Now. But yeah, we. Uh, but I knew they had, yeah, they had the Hit Squad stable. Um, so was she down in the Performance Center all last year? And so she was on, so they had her as one of the extras. Yeah, she yeah, okay. was standing around, and like yeah. I remember him texting her and be like, "Hey, I think the cameraman 
has a crush on me because they kept showing her a lot. <laughs> and uh, well, she was probably so, instructed to be animated. And if, a, yeah. Like, and as as yeah, yeah, I mean, as a worker, as a performer, if she was doing it better than some of the others, yeah, maybe the camera did. They wanted to pander yeah. her because it's and, like. She's showing the excitement. Yeah, well, no, that never hurts either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get but, a camera yeah. on them. Keep a camera on Alexa Bliss at all times, and it'd be like, you know, this is a wrestling show. It's not great, but I want to keep watching it. You yeah, know, so uh, we'll get to Alexa Bliss. <laughs> I'm sure. But uh, I guess my point there was is they did eventually start doing that. They yeah, even started doing it in uh, on the main roster a little bit. Yeah, they? they did. Yeah, and, and then uh, they were still piping in the crowd noise with. The wrestlers being out there before they got into the Thunderdome, which I always thought was so weird. I mean, they, you know, but but it was, I mean, it was weird it being silent too. So I guess it's yeah, which you prefer more. Yeah, I guess for a television program and you're focusing on the ring and you because when I watch I, when I watch you know with, with the crowd I'm focusing on the ring I'm not looking at the crowd but hearing the interaction and feeling that energy it's a it's a real thing and of course you know that as a performer yeah. I do the same thing as a performer like when somebody would say like man I saw your match you didn't stop and say hi I'm like dude I had no idea you were there yeah. like because I just yeah. it the, it's blurs in the crowd you know what For I mean sure. so. But, it takes you out of it to pay attention to the But that, that energy is real, and, you know, you would have to talk to somebody within the WWE and ask them if they, the the crowd being piped in helped, if the Thunderdome helped. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it, it, honestly, I think that's about as good of an idea as they could have, given the scenario. I, w- I would imagine, like, the, for, for the wrestlers themselves, uh, all the piped in audio and stuff like that would help for, like, cues and when to do things, when to move on. Yeah. Like it probably helped with the production crew too. Like, like when you hear this, fucking, that's when you start this moment. Yeah. So, yeah. Because uh, you know, being on a television program, you know, when the baby face is coming up and you, you know, come on, you know, they, yeah. you can say, "Hey, we're doing that to the hard cam, and we're doing that to you at home," but it's just really weird if you're not talking to anybody. Yeah. And I guess I mean, so even with the faces in the Thunderdome. They're watching it live. You're seeing it live, so you can, you know, get those faces involved here. I mean, obviously unprecedented. <laughs> All of it was. Yeah. How do you feel about the Thunder? What do you What do you think of the Thunderdome itself? I mean, I I, I really do. I think it was the about as good the uh, of an idea as they could do yeah. with the scenario. Of course, it's not the same. And you know, I mean, you still you see people bitching about it. And it's like, well, what else can you do? Like Vince isn't going to slow down if it. And they got and there's too much money involved with the shareholders and everything like that. Personally, it'd be one of those things where it's like, man, if WWE went away for six months, oh my god, we'd be itching. Like we, we would be itching and itching well, and itching I mean, for it at, to come back. Look at the crowds for uh for them coming back. Like yeah, that, for for money in the bank. Yeah. And I think they even did the the SmackDown right before in the same stadium. Yeah. And that was or the first. Is it Dallas and then Fort Worth, but they were in the, they were the same area. There, yeah. there were there was a stadium full of people. Yeah. And that was the first time you didn't see the upper stands and shit blacked out. Right. And lights off. Right. The, the place was fucking packed. And yeah. they were psyched. Yeah. They were, they were all ready to go. Well I think us as people in general, like you know, maybe not you, but most most people that were Cooped up, however you want to describe it, for a whole year, not able to go to any live events, no concerts, no sporting, no sports yeah. games, no nothing. I miss concerts so much, Mark. I've, well, <laughs> like, well, I personally, I mean, a this, lot of people are starting to release new albums, and right? Shit, so, like, it's about to be concert. That's the one thing they probably could do is be in a studio. Bands could be in a studio, but and yeah, it probably help for like material too, because they had a lot of downtime to really write some good shit. Really write, really think. Shit, you could be writing about what was going on in their lives during. I mean, there's plenty to write about. Yeah. But yeah, you could. 
you can tell people are excited to just be out, be part of a live crowd, be part of that energy, man. Like it's one one small benefit of the the terrible like year and a half we've kind of had, you know. What I mean? Yeah, I mean, if, I hate to say take it for granted. I don't know if I don't know if like I could personally ever say, hey, I, I took for granted the free will to go and enjoy live entertainment. Yeah, but you sure as shit learn to appreciate it <laughs> more. Absolutely. Um, and I think and I think that was tough. And I've had this discussion with others too. I think, you know. You, maybe maybe everybody gets like one vacation a year, maybe not. But what most of us all have is at least that, hey, WWE is coming in in August. And, you know, here it is in June. And you're just working. You're at the grind. You're day in, day out. But, man, I, I can't wait. I'm going to save a little bit of money. And we're going to go to the wrestling show. And we're going to, you know, we'll go up to Cleveland. And we'll get a bite to eat and a beer beforehand. Or a concert. Or the Indians game. Like, there's all, you know, you, you like to have just that one little, like, just something to look forward to and all of that was gone yeah there was nothing yeah. to was look forward to hopeless at all time for sure yeah and you really didn't even understand what was going on at the time because there was a lot of weird shit going around it, every, you know what i mean i don't want to get into politics and stuff but they're like no it but was it was a very sad. misleading time in a lot of different ways and i really think too what hurt us was not having that common interest is as you know the cleveland browns here in ohio like yeah or the Pittsburgh Steelers, you either lo- you love one and you hate one, right? It doesn't matter who you voted for or how you feel about this issue, this issue, this issue, this issue. You get a group of people together and half are Browns fans, half are Steelers fans. There's a, there's a villain and a hero to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something to cheer for. There's something to be united on. There's something, yeah. It's that lie and it's that live entertainment for whatever it is. Like the WWE, AW, any wrestling. Like it's the same thing. A baby face is a baby face, and a and a heel is a heel. Yeah. And you want the the hero to conquer the villain. It doesn't matter who they voted for. No, no, it doesn't no, matter. No. <laughs> Color no. skin doesn't matter. And, and not anymore. And that's, I think, a good change. I think there's been, uh, you know, some changes in wrestling to take the focus <laughs> off of race bait and things like that. But, yeah. you know, none of that matters. It's we want the we want the person that we like to beat the person that we don't like. Absolutely. And that being gone made us kind of do that in real life to each other not me and you not like i because i no, we yeah. try to stay away from that stuff but you know social media you see it where it's just it's, you know republicans and democrats or whatever it is it's like they're each other's heels and baby faces in real fucking life like yeah. real people are going at each other like that yeah yeah art was imitating life or, or vice versa i guess yeah it's it's a very strange time all around for wrestling for the world for everything really everyone so I, I think that's the thing i think it's a but it, it, you know certainly subconsciously it's not like anybody thought like well i don't have my sports team to cheer for so i'm gonna go <laughs> create my own conflict and you know nobody thought yeah. about that but i think without having something to invest your time in you know if you like wrestling and you like to follow the sites or you like to watch shoot interviews or you like just to watch old tape if you what you know watch everything on the current product that's all stuff that you normally would devote your time to that you just really didn't have yeah and i I think that was detrimental to our society as a whole yeah i mean it was probably beneficial people had more time to do things they probably wanted to do and whatnot you'd hope so but uh it would a lot of people did dive headfirst into like internet 
bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what they, that's why they chose to spend their time. And it made it in shit. There's probably a conspiracy theory where it talks about like it was probably intentional or something. Yeah. I mean, just so not to get on that shit, but that's, no. that's just how hard of a dive it took like that. You know what I mean? And that, you know, you think people probably, because that's what was on everybody's mind. That's what all media was talking about. It's what's at the forefront of everybody's mind. And that's what was always in your fucking hands. Right. Not in what wasn't was... WrestleMania WWE network is yeah. dying. Well, that's oh, fuck that's Peacock. Uh, oh my god, Peacock is terrible. But no, when WrestleMania season is around, like I mean, and again, I look Royal Rumble 2020. I was over at uh, Patrick Hayes' house watching that. We did the same thing we always do, where we do the numbers, we draw numbers, and if your number person wins, so yeah. I think McIntyre was like 13, and I had it. Mm. So we'd you know, put in like two bucks a number, and the winner gets the pot. Like So it makes it fun for the group to watch. We, now that, and there's two Rumbles to do it. That was Edge's return. Like, that was... Dude, like that was a moment. They were watching with friends, and that was that was a, it was a good rumble all around, from what I remember. It was a really good rumble, and it man it had you excited, kind of gearing into mania. And then, you know, I actually remember being at Harmon's Pub uh, playing trivia. I think Jeff was there, but I know Josh was there. Yeah, I think it was Josh and Jeff, and we seen it was Rudy Gobert was the basketball player's name for the Jazz, and they said that he was there in the locker room, tested positive, and they're like, that's when it was like. It's here. They they sent the crowd home at halftime, like, and it's like we we wow. knew it then. We're like, this this is it. Everything's everything's gonna be shutting down. Like we knew it was coming, and yeah, I think I'm trying to think when it was. It did I can't remember the February pay per view in between Raw and Ma- or uh, Rumble and Mania. Is that a uh, fast, lane? fast lane? I think that still might have been with a live crowd. I can't remember. Larry's not the the best on that. Like uh, the, it's all kind of been a blur. Yeah, but um, yes, but I do. I remember watching a Raw and watching like Edge and Randy Orton's program and all that happening with no crowd. And I'm like, I'm really excited. Like Edge is here, and like this is a feud that was a really good feud. You know, Orton yeah. gave uh, Beth the RKO and gave him the concerto, and like, yeah, that was. You know, it's a really that. good feud, and having with no crowd reaction was just like, I I don't want to watch this. Like this is it was just empty. It was a very empty feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't really remember much about it, really, because like I said, it's all been a blur. But I I didn't really mind it that much. It was. It was two nights again, wasn't it? Mania ended up being two nights. It was the first time we figured it made sense. Oh, it? it made sense in that mold because there was no crowd. So, you know, I think that was always the one thing oh, hang, holding it up was if you were a ticket buyer and you wanted to go to WrestleMania, you're like, well, no, I want to see all of these things that I paid for. Yeah, yeah. But as fans, I think two nights is definitely better because it those those manias, man, would start at like five and then at midnight, yeah, they, they would be long nights of wrestling. And it was good because they did it on a Saturday and a Sunday, which was probably best for people. No, I like that a lot. I, I, re- I, like, I think they should always do it. It should be WrestleMania weekend. Like, make it like Comic-Con. Like, Friday's the, the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. And, the, and they're like convention thing that they do. Mm-hmm. And then... Saturday, Sunday. Then they had Saturday was NXT for a while. And if you recall, like NXT would always seem to outshine. Outshine them. And they, yeah. they made it. Yeah, they, they kind of, they, they've, they've separated them now where NXT's running, you know, off of when WWE or, you know, Raw has their yeah. pay-per-views. Well, one thing that came out of it 
And I think that started at WrestleMania was the cinematic matches when they had uh, Taker and AJ and then <laughs> Bray and Cena. What do you think of the Taker and AJ? I was going to ask you the same thing. Why don't you take the lead on it? I'm, I'm bringing it up. I was going to ask you what you thought. When I when I realized what it was going to be, I, I kind of put my hand in my head. Yeah. And like, just again, this is going to be awful. Yeah. I ended up really enjoying it. Yeah. Like, it was a really good way to kind of send them off, even though I'm pretty sure at the time... They, it wasn't certain that that was going to be the way to send them off. You know, I think they, when it was so well received, yeah. they went ahead and he's like, yeah, it's not going to get That's, it that. It's good enough, right. But I, I enjoyed it. It was well done. It wasn't cheesy, really. It kind of was, but in like in a good way. Yeah. In like an old school sort of yeah. way. Yeah. And uh, who better than AJ Styles? Oh, to be the four. He was, he, was, he was great. And, you know, I mean, you know, their production team is second to none. They always mm-hmm. have been. Absolutely. So when they, they did that, it wasn't going to be, if there was a little bit of cheese to it, and I mean, that's fine, but it was intended to be there and yeah. they did it well. Yeah, they were, they, it was very self-aware. Yeah. And what I, what I thought though, too, was it was a great break from wrestling in an empty arena, you know, again, watching wrestling match after wrestling match, even if they were good. And a lot of them were, I remember Charlotte and Rhea Ripley had a great match at that Muse mania, yeah. but even if the match was good, it's, I mean, I felt like I was watching it because I was supposed to, it's WrestleMania. Yeah. I wasn't even really enjoying it until, and then having first was undertaker and AJ where it's like, this was a hell of a lot of fun and it wasn't a wrestling match. It wasn't a wrestling match. It wasn't Jim Cornette's wrestling, yeah. but <laughs> it was a hell of a lot of fun. And, I, and it made me smile. Cause I'm like, I, we've been missing fun. Yeah. That was, that was of course at the beginning of the pandemic, but still it's like, we've been missing fun in our lives. And that, that was fun. Uh, what did you think of Bray Wyatt and Cena, the, the firefly Funhouse deal? And uh, when he goes to like, Whatever weird world that is, and yeah. it has no like real ending. Yeah, that I thought was absolutely ridiculous. You didn't like the ending at all. No, it made no sense. And then it would never. There was no payoff. He even brought that up recently. Didn't Ye- he? Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel. Cena's weird and, and polarizing. Where I didn't even feel like a loss. Like in his thing with Taker at, at WrestleMania with the two minutes, like it didn't feel like a loss in a match. It felt like yeah. a segment, you know, that you would yeah. remember. Um, and so, and obviously I don't think they were intending it to be a wrestling match. It was captivating though. The Firefly Funhouse. I thought, I mean, it, I was very interested to see what was going to happen next. No, I, I, I completely dug. That was one of the best things they had going the whole Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse. Right. I think I even talked about it before that I thought Fox had a hard on for the whole idea because they were really pushing it. But it seems like they just kept having him lose and lose and they just botched it completely in the end. They absolutely did. Uh, <laughs> Like you're not supposed to do that. Like it's such a weird character because you just dominated and just like it had to be Cena to take him down, but even Cena couldn't take him down or something. Yeah, and then they just gave it to Alexa, which I love. Yeah, the character. I mean, how how long are the legs on a character like that? And not that the characters uh, are comparable. As long as you can make it, and they didn't I guess even really try. It but, seems, and I guess the characters aren't comparable. But I think back to like Goldust, you know, and you debut this character late '95 when you know the nothing nobody was ready for anything like that no the undertaker was, very... was spooky and even papa shango was spooky but like <laughs> gold dust and all the different layers that he was and the it, androgynous as vince likes to say but like any sort of touch on homosexuality in 95 and not not played for laughs like played for uncomfortability like yeah. it was a very interesting character and then if you think about the gold dust the real run that he had was like 95 by early 97 he's a, he's in a babyface role and it's just 
So it wasn't long. Very memorable character. Well, everybody will remember. But like, as yeah. far as the actual, then you know, as he got into the artist form, he knows Goldust and other nobody. You know, there was obviously the wheels had fallen yeah. off at that point. Once it became a mid Carter and shit. Yeah. So with with Bray and the Fiend, I mean, you're you're right though. They had him. They kind of booked themselves into a corner. They had him square off with Rollins pretty much right away. Won the belt. And then it's like, well, how do we get it off him? And God, Goldberg was Goldberg's never the right answer. WWE Goldberg is never the right answer. No, I, I just, uh, <laughs> issue online with that. Yeah, uh, and then they, so then they get him the Cena thing with the Firefly Funhouse. I mean, it it did have, make creative Vince whomever really start thinking outside of the box on what we can do because yeah, the the Fiend in an empty arena with John Cena in a wrestling match. I don't know. I mean, I guess it would have been different and if you didn't enjoy how it ended which you're right there was no payoff so who's to say if it would or wouldn't be better i mean it, it was it was cool it was just it seemed pointless and like they, they did cool things with it but like i'm not really a big fan of john cena anyway and i mean i like he's good at what he does i'm just i right. I hate I, I don't like john cena in right in general i like him in movies and stuff just the gimmick and you're not a fan of, yeah. of john cena just well, then you know they they did that. Which in reality, now that I think about it, you got to kind of credit Matt Hardy was the first to do the cinematic wrestling matches with in TNA when they had the no, yeah. yeah. So I think he was probably actually the first to do it. But WWE was bold and did it at a WrestleMania of all things, and that kind of got the ball rolling. AI or AEW did a did a few of them. Um, yeah, the WWE. I remember Braun and Bray and like the Swamp and stuff like that. Like. They did that shit with Randy Orton. They, they, yeah, you're right. They did it with Randy Orton prior to. Like that was before. Home, yeah, home so home. I guess it wasn't brand new to do the cinematic matches, but yeah. they, they had to be leaned on a little heavier during the pandemic. Just you did know, they do something with New Day right after. They the Wyatts and New Day had a fight on the yeah, on yeah. the on the compound. Yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's switch gears, man. Let's talk about AEW. You've been you've been keeping up with them Actually, all year I- long. Not really. Like yeah. when it's not on some s- subscription service that I have, like Hulu or something, it's really hard. I gotta then like find them or download them right. or something. And it becomes a pain in the ass. Right. So I wish if if anybody from AEW or has any stock at AEW <laughs> can put that shit on Hulu where I don't have to like get the live shit, do it, please. I, I would th- gladly watch. thought it was, but maybe that was just with Plus. Maybe it's no, just it's, yeah. I mean, unless you upgrade and it. When I go to it, if I look it up right now, uh. It says available with live. Yeah. So yeah. you can only watch so it live. You can watch it with the premium yeah, subscription. But, I'm not going to do that. I already pay the whole yeah, bundle. They, you know? they have YouTube shows. You know, They got their dark, which, I mean, I guess if you wanted to try to showcase some talent that's on there. I know they do that AEW dark, and a lot of... Um, a lot of local independent guys, you know, get to go on there, yeah. which, you know, you hope for them that gets them a good look and, and, you know, I mean, it's more exposure, you know, AEW is by far the number two brand. Uh, so hopefully it's good exposure for them. But- well, I think it is because, I mean, even it's not to compare it to the war because it's not really, but uh, AEW's beat, beat them in the ratings many times. Sure. Yeah, well, they, I mean, NXT moved to Tuesday nights, and whether it was a direct correlation so or it, not, it's, it's definitely but, good exposure, I would think. But yeah. that being said, they they never win, not not one. You know, every once in a while, you figure no, it, no. It, you you know, it's a good independent talent, and they're 
you know, probably relying on those independent talents to like, you know, if you're a big star in the Pittsburgh, Cleveland area, well, yeah, because I have. I've watched Matthew Justice was on there, who's a guy from Cleveland, and I've watched some of the Pittsburgh guys. Uh, there's Duke Davis and Gannon Jones are the main event out of Pittsburgh. So I'm like, I know these guys, and I'd like to see them. Yeah. And they give them a little bit in the matches. It's not like a, a 1992 Superstars you know, squash match, yeah. but they never win. No. Like, and it's like, you, you think you can maybe make a guy by having them beat Angelico or whoever the hell it is. Like, yeah. cause, because the thing is, is the AEW roster outside of the top, top guys, no one, they're not real stars either. Like you could oh. maybe try to make a new independent, you know, a wow. star from the independence and create your own. Yeah. Well, and I, I mean, they're snagging people up. They, well, they definitely are. They, they're, they're saying they just snagged up Daniel Bryan. Bryan and Punk. <laughs> they're, they're, I don't think it's been confirmed about Punk, yeah. but it seems very likely. But I also heard that WWE is trying to steal Punk. Yeah. Trying to get him back. Trying to get seems him back. pretty unlikely, but I'm thinking... I mean, he, how, mu- how much comic book money could Punk really be making right now? Just, uh, not much. What, what's the name of Punk's comic book? I don't have a clue. Exactly. I'm not a comics guy, but I'm a big Punk guy. I, I am. And, and like, I try yeah. to stay up with that. I'm yeah. not a huge comics guy. Not yeah. really anymore. They're yeah. expensive now. But, like, I don't know the name of it. Feel free to say in the comments if you do. <laughs> but uh, my point is, is... He, you offer him enough money, he'll probably come back to WWE. No, money's going to talk. I would think AEW might fit him more as far as he'd probably have more leeway in his schedule. Absolutely. You and, know, and more say in what he wants to do. More say in what he wants he'd be, to do. He'd be top dog in that. That's place. the thing. He'd come in top banana. He'd be like, and, and if... And he I do feel he is in a position where he doesn't need it. Biggest star there. So he could come in and say, like, well, this is you want me, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to get paid. It, and and he would do what was right for business. It's not like he'd say, I'm going to come and beat everybody and then no, leave. No, like no. He, he he knows his stuff. And what's interesting to me though is he's been outspoken. He's always been outspoken. <laughs> and Absolutely. he's he's said like wrestling isn't a fun product anymore. Like the wrestling that's all around that's available isn't fun for him anymore. Yeah, but at the same time, like it's not fun anymore because you don't have people like you that want to make it fun anymore. Like that's a good point. I mean, AEW does have those people and they try to. It's just it's they're just not up to par. Yeah. In a in a lot of ways. Like uh, a lot of the wrestler, there's uh, Botch City in that in that place. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I, I mean I haven't been paying too much attention, so I can't really talk too much. But I remember the women's divisions not being great. It's whatsoever. still not Britt Baker is excellent in her role. She's yeah. got an excellent character. I've caught things here and there. Some of like, the some of the, the some of the girls can wrestle, but and I've had this conversation before when you you know, like our good buddy John Thomas will always talk about like, Oh, these guys are great, you know, great wrestlers, great workers. It's like, dude, good wrestling is available everywhere. Yeah. Good wrestling is is a dime a dozen nowadays. And every pr- program, I mean, Seth Rollins has been fantastic for the WWE for the last like seven years. Yeah, and you just you kind of take it for granted. AJ Styles has been awesome his whole fucking career. You can't miss it, seems. You and, cannot miss. And you maybe even take that for because it's like, yeah, it's an AJ Styles match. Like here, he's going to be awesome because yeah. he's awesome every time. But it's mm-hmm. like you're not tuning in to see the great wrestling like was big in the in the mid 2000s when you know you'd have like you know your mvps and kennedy and you know guys like that where it's like okay the other characters but like the wrestling isn't that great and i want to watch ring of honor or even sometimes some tna with like aj styles and and some older stuff low-key and daniels and those guys like i want to see amazing wrestling yeah you get it everywhere now. Mm. Like the the highest high spots have been have already been hit. No, no, like it's really like what what is there left to do? 
It's at this point you're going to have to start rehashing storylines and just just modernizing them or making sure. You know what I mean? Making sure. them their own. Like I like do another Montreal screw job or something, but just in a different light. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. But that's really but, what you have to do at this point. But altered enough to where it's not retread and it's not redundant exactly. uh actually it's funny because i sent a uh, a meme to josh and jeff that had do you remember around wrestlemania eight time i mean i know you're really young yeah. but rick flair was showing photos with him and elizabeth like and it was pissing off the macho man they found out that he he doctored the photos okay. so the meme was like you know rick flair like flirting with elizabeth and it said the original your wife's in my dms uh. <laughs> Uh, that, but that's really relevant. But relevant. yes, yeah, very relevant. And there you go. That's a storyline, you know, of the she was mine before she was yours. That was Flair and Elizabeth to him to Macho, and he was full of shit. Yeah. But he's Ric Flair's getting him fired up. So your wife is in my DMs. Yeah. That's that's the same thing. That's pro wrestling. But keeping it current, yeah. and that would that would draw attention. I think Absolutely. that'd be a good story. St- what, what never changes is. People love a good story, whether it's in a movie, it's that, in a book, if it's in an album. We love the a good story. Most important part, and it's it's missing. And I, and I'm not just knocking it because it's not easy. It's yeah. but you got to have characters that you're invested in. You know, your best stories have great characters. You want to. There will be blood. Wasn't a terribly exciting premise to yeah. a movie. It's about an oil, you know, guy, an oil baron. But, but Daniel Day-Lewis as the character was so good that you wanted to see what happened next. So you need, you can put a great character into any story, which, you know, to this day, I still think Randy Orton is one of the best wrestlers in the business today. Definitely of all time. Not because he can hit every crazy high spot and he can do great. He's a great in-ring worker, but it's not because he can do the shit that the young bucks can. But man, when Randy Orton's on your screen, you want to see what he's going to do. Yeah. You want to hear what he has to say. You want to see what he's going to do next. So the story that he's involved in is usually pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, I guess I lost my thought there. But you, you know, you don't really know what to expect, but you, ex- you know to expect something good at least. Like, kind of like AJ Styles in a way. It's, he's not going to really let you down. Right. No, not at all. Like, it might be something you saw before. It might be, you know what I mean? It might not be the most exciting thing, but it's going to be a consistently good match. Well, speaking of Orton, what did you think with his uh, storyline with The Fiend? We can kind of re- come back around with that again. Now that I think that's when it... That's that's when it died, really. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, do you know why it died? I truly don't. I don't know if it was just... If they're thinking internally, what we just said, we ran this character until the wheels fell off. And well, I heard that it was Brody Lee dying. They got they were homies, and yeah, uh, they were very, very. It close. hit him hard. Like he was very affected by it, is what I heard. So you think Bray personally is taking some time off just to you know, be at home and to mourn? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, they were they were very, very, very close, and that is a tragedy. I mean, I'm. I mean, I don't know how much truth that there is. To that. I'm sure there's some truth to it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if that's really the reason he hasn't come back or anything. I'm sure there's a, a lot of it's very complicated. You know, do like when he comes back, they'll probably revisit whatever with Alexa again. And I don't know how much I really want to see that. I mean, you kind of have to. You gotta. You gotta that's wrap the that one up. Thing but... I actually think they have going for him right now is the whole Alexa Bliss thing. Like that's the one thing I do kind of like. 
like if I'm doing something while SmackDown's on, like I hear Alexa Bliss, I I pop back up and I start like that's probably because I think she's super hot, <laughs> and I totally dig dig the way she looks in this gimmick. Yeah. Stuff. But at the same time, like I want to see where where they're gonna go with it. Like I enjoy the character. They're just lacking real. They, and it looks like they're kind of building up to like uh, the shit with Ava Marie and Honey Dew or whatever. Dewdrop, yeah. Dewdrop, yeah. We, which, you know, I think Ava Marie has a very, very natural unlikability to her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I for, just, <laughs> how far could it go? I would imagine anything good with it would probably be involved with Dewdrop. Yeah. Because Ava Marie, from what I could tell, has, has never really been much of a. No, in ring wrestling, but she has a natural ability to, to not be liked. Yeah, which. Yeah. Is, is a good thing. Available. It's a great thing in wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, and I mean, that's kind of her gimmick is you hate her because she's yeah. not good at wrestling. Yeah, and she she's working that right now. Yeah, she was. I uh, I remember her first run in NXT. I think she had a match with Asuka, and they were, uh, and they had, they had somebody else run in too to kind of like, but it, it made you pissed. You're like, I want to see Asuka kill her. Like this is what I yeah. see, uh, and that's that's being a really good heel. When we talk about Alexa, and you talk about Bray, and you you know you say. Well, I, you are looking forward to seeing what, what what's going to happen with that. I think that's always a key thing in wrestling. If you can create a story where you're asking questions, I think it's always good. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, nowadays it's, it is what it is when when you're on the internet and you, everybody's talking, everybody has an opinion, everybody's a is a is an internet booker. You know, you, everybody has a either wants to think they know what's going to happen or truly believes they know what's going to happen. I don't know if we can ever get away from that, but it's not very fun. You know, it's much better to just en- enjoy the match as it's presented to you and take it for what it's worth. We just saw Bobby Lashley destroy Kofi Kingston on uh, on a pay-per-view heavyweight title match. And everybody right away is like, oh, well, we knew that's going to happen because they're just getting him ready for Goldberg at SummerSlam. Why do you want to know what's going to happen? Why, you know, yeah. why would you, why do you want to know that this is what's going to be presented to me and that's what happened? Like, that's not fun. Yeah, you're, 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 all, you're spoiling it for yourself. Really. It's one for yourself. Like, yeah. And they maybe could have done a better job of giving Kofi a little bit of hope where you're like, maybe they really are going to try this Kofi thing again to get it taken away. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you walk out of that just kind of dismissive of the whole thing because, hey, we knew that was going to happen. Well, that's I what's mean, supposed to happen. That's just, that's kind of just, uh, you're you're just it's predictable yeah you know what i mean that you it's just become predictable what they need to do is throw a wrench in there and just go the exact like yeah they're like you know what we should do this like right if they're gonna make last minute changes the last minute change should be like you know what let's just go the absolute opposite direction see where that goes well that, that, like they just need to take chances and they and that's they did it with with nikki you know, absolutely. I mean, they Which absolutely I'm very did. Very happy, about right? It. And it does. It's a wrench in the completely opposite direction. You got the. Uh, I have a theory about. This. You got an alpha versus an alpha. It's Charlotte and Rhea, and you could picture them fighting each other the rest of the year. Alternating wins, matches are always going to be awesome. That's yeah. that's good. Yeah. There's a huge wrench in the plans with Nikki, who is very, very, very rarely used leading up to it. Yeah. Changes the gimmick, wins the match, wins the belt, and it's like interesting even the like i want to see what happened yeah i want to see i want to see what happens now like i want to see how they how they handle it how where they go from here it's at least interesting it might be good it might not be but at least i'm interested yeah but i i have an i i this probably won't happen uh but i i feel like nikki coming out of nowhere with this new gimmick and going on top is isn't so just like off the cuff like 
Think about how successful like Marvel's been lately. Sure. You have an almost superhero who has a lot to prove right now. Sure. You have a villain named Alexa Bliss who used to be her best friend. Yeah. That's essentially the character arc for most great villain and sure. great hero. Like Good I versus evil. They should, if they're not going this route, they should do something like that. Yeah. There's a lot of potential in that. And it can be, you know, it can be presented as, as a little campy, but campy's not always bad. Campy's yeah. very often great, yeah. actually, especially nowadays in this nostalgia era. But they're good friends. They always had good chemistry, I would imagine. There's nothing but potential there if they just let them do their thing. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I, when you were thinking evil, I was thinking Charlotte because she is the, the pillar. Yeah, but, but Charlotte's not much of a... But, but you're saying actually playing an evil character, a very obvious evil character. Almost a very... She's going to eventually be superhero. <laughs> right. Obvious hero. It would be interesting. I mean, they could be a fun story it, to tell. It's an idea anyway. It's something that they really haven't really done before. Well, I don't know if they did something similar with Hurricane Helms or something. And well, and I mean, it's better than having, which uh, I, I do hate Naomi, but it's better than having Naomi versus Carmella, uh, you know. Naomi's a smiling baby face, and Carmella's hot, and she's and she's, she's and she's bad. A, yeah, so let's what's that? There's our story. They're wrestling. Like you, you can do that forever. Yeah. So it, you know, it's definitely more interesting concept than that. Uh, but when we're talking about our women, I'm going to miss Bailey. Uh, this next coming year, she's out for the tour to ACL. She is. She may. I think her and Sasha both may have been the MVPs of the Thunderdome era. I really believe that. Oh, they Bailey, were both. They were both so good. Bailey the matches are always good. Herself. She's. I mean, she. And she's much better than she was when she was in the the smiling ponytail Bailey role, like where people would you know you'd think like, well, was a heel turn possible? You're like, how in the hell is she going to be a heel? Like she's you know genuinely likable how's she gonna be a heel that's a testament to her yeah. to how good she is that she like said, completely reinvented herself reinvented her work reinvented her look reinvented her attitude went all in on it and was awesome and I'm, and made herself pretty unlikable like you get pretty annoyed with that laugh after yeah oh god yeah the yeah. ding dong i mean she <laughs> yeah she was she was great again her and sasha both in the golden role models team going into you know winning all the belts for a minute and then into their split and their feud and their matches i really do i think they were they're my mvps from the whole thunderdome era yeah uh you know you feel bad for like a drew mcintyre because they were they, they gave it to him and like he's still really hasn't had a chance to be the guy no. with, you know, see yeah. what the, the crowds react to him because he didn't have crowds. No, you're you're right. Those are all, like, great nominations for MPV. MPV. MVPs <laughs> of, uh, which I love, by the way, the Thunderdome era. That's a good term. It's and that's what, really what it was. That's what we're going to remember it as. For sure. That's probably what they'll call do, it, too. Do you have any other nominees off the top of your head? We didn't talk about any of this beforehand, so, you know. I mean, I'd throw Alexa Bliss out there. As she, she completely reinvented herself. She again. did, you know. I kind of was at the start of it, but like the, she took the reins. The fiend makes you um, see your dark side. Rhea yes. Ripley. Well, Rhea was still. I mean, she, she had her rise in NXT. Yeah, it was her, NXT. Her main roster rise was really over the last like year and a half. I would think. Well, she was. I thought she debuted at this last year's Rumble for the main roster. If I'm not mistaken, oh, did she? was it that? 
I think so. It was her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she had the match at this year's WrestleMania. Yeah, so I, th- I think... Because uh, she was entered into the Rumble. I think she was still doing NXT at that point with, like, Io Shirai because and, yeah. It was between two NXT girls and Charlotte in the end. Yeah, it was with Bianca and... So it was like, which Rhea, NXT yeah. girl's going to win? Because you're pretty sure they were going to use Charlotte to push them. Sure, sure. Uh, which, you know, Bianca has the, the rocket strapped to her right now. I will say, I won't say that she hasn't earned it because she's really upped her game, Yeah, you know, a, a lot. I'm still not a huge fan. Just, I don't really, obviously as a <laughs> white fat male, I don't quite, you know, as, as she really embraces the EST and that character and it's big and it's boisterous, you know, yeah, it's not, I, I, I'm, it's not, it's not, not really resonating with me, but you do have to respect man she got way better really fast oh, like oh yeah. i mean i didn't follow her too much in nxt but like she hasn't i mean i haven't seen anything laughable or to yeah make her fun of her it. and sasha was almost certainly the best match of the the first night of mania for sure that that match was so good they talked about it in like mainstream media and shit, oh like, yeah ESPN uh, and, and like like i can't even remember but there was another big one that i was like wow can't even remember what it was well you know and it, it did it got you know, it was a big deal to have two black women main event yeah. at WrestleMania. You know, and it was night one, you can call it what it is, but the main event at WrestleMania, Sasha Banks is fucking awesome. You oh, know, I've for sure. always, always been just huge on Sasha Banks. She's a She's star. A she is a fucking star. Like, yeah. you look at her, that, that she, that you want to, see more of her like she has star power um so that's it it was a big deal for both of them you could tell and they didn't shit the bed at all they didn't drop that ball it was presented they 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 had a big opportunity they were put in a big spot and they delivered and some it was a fantastic match definitely which is which is good man that's a really good thing that you can have two women headline the night of wrestlemania they give them the spot they delivered and it's now you feel like your options are a little bit wider with yeah, yeah with res- with wrestling and in, in general going forward. And it, it helps the business too, because especially with it being a WrestleMania match, a lot of eyes are on WrestleMania that aren't usually on wrestling. Exactly. Yeah, with doing the coverage, and then everybody knows what WrestleMania is. If you can't name any other pay per view, if you're a casual Joe Schmo, yeah. you know what WrestleMania is. Even, even people I know that don't give two shits about wrestling, I'm like, hey, WrestleMania weekend, you want to come out? And they'll be like, really? Yeah, maybe I will. It's an event. It's the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, you didn't yeah. have to watch a football game all year, but you're probably going to watch the Super Bowl, and if nothing else, you're going to get together with some friends and eat some pizza and drink some beer yeah, and, and enjoy an event. Yeah, it's a big thing that people enjoy. Why not? You know, Presented to you as an event. Um, man, just to kind of go way off the cuff, yeah, I actually ordered a uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view a really? couple of weeks ago. Yeah, man. I'll tell you. And this, this is, again, we're kind of just... I, I couldn't tell you anybody... On the Ring of Honor roster. Well, when we get done with this, you you know the Briscoes are right. Jay and Mark, yeah. they've been around for a while. Absolutely. You, they had a fight on the Briscoe Farm, which it was. I won't even say it was presented as cinematic because it was one. I think maybe two, probably two, two cameras and no other audio except for just what it was. And they're just fighting, beating the shit out of each other on the farm, and it felt like a real fight. Like yeah, nice. the, Papa Briscoe was was not even a referee, but just you know monitoring it, making sure it was a fair fight and everything. I Hell of a lot of fun, but to wrap, yeah, to kind of get us all back around again, like I'm, we haven't talked about wrestling since last January because there wasn't much to talk about. I mean, wrestling was happening, but it wasn't fun and it wouldn't, I didn't feel like it would have been fun to get together and talk to you about it. I didn't have fun talking to anybody. I didn't, it wasn't a lot of fun talking in general last year. Yeah. And again, like we, 
we've said this many times before that like we we kind of aren't a show where we where we talk week to week about what's currently going on in wrestling because right. we have a lot of rewatch about right it. but i guess like this is episode is like completely outside the norm because it's just kind of an update episode a return to form sort of and and we we need to do it i mean with this there's we got a year's worth to talk about and basically we're talking about why we weren't talking and yeah this is a catch-up yeah uh but as i was saying i got the ring of honor just because i'm i'm back like i'm fired up for wrestling again man crowds yeah. are back i personally have been back wrestling like you know where the independence shut down mid-ohio wrestling was my home promotion they they didn't come out of it of yeah. covid um not as much financially as much as just you know dave had the year off and was just he he, just, he, he has to, had a good run and i'm done like, a lot can happen in a year um so i got that ring of honor pay-per-view just because i'd seen it was on it was a sunday night and i'm like i had nothing else to do i'm like hell yeah let's let's get it, it 10 what, bucks or whatever what pay-per-view was it uh let's see what was the name of the pay-per-view was it was it Death Death Before Dishonor? Or I'm not sure that what the name of the pay per view even was. I just know that I got the Ring of Honor pay per view. The you know Briscoes what? were on there. EC3 was on there. Um, okay, I forgot all about EC3. Homicide is back with them, which was, wow. I was always a big fan of. Uh, him and Chris Dickinson actually won the tag titles that night. Um, and then there's guys that I've heard of, like Brody King. I've heard the name quite a bit. He know. he's a prospect, man. He's probably about six four, six five, a just stout like 270 pounds big wow. thick dude covered in tattoos and the dude could work he had a great match with jay lethal future wwe guy i it'd be hard to imagine them passing up on it. if they younger guy i that's the thing i think he's been around a little while i think he's a west coast guy so it, it, you I know, know i mean much to bring him at goldberg and edge and well there you go uh you know we were more familiar with midwest east coast because that's what's closer to us like for our independence so i think he's been yeah. a west coast based guy but I wouldn't be shy. I mean, if they can use and push carry and cross, yeah. they should get this guy. Because this, this guy looks the part and he can work. And, I mean, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, another guy by the name of Jonathan Gresham, uh, who's been paired with Jay Lethal for a while. And he is uh, he's short, but he's built like a brick shit house. And he's one of these guys that he, they have the pure division where they um, you can only get three rope breaks per match once they're out. If you get put into submission, you're caught. You're in the ropes. It doesn't matter. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's meant to be more so standard your battles. Matt based wrestling and telling that story too. Yeah, if you get caught and if you need to use it or can you get out? And he is phenomenal, just phenomenal talent. Yeah, that adds so a whole another layer to think that that adds a whole other like side of strategy to it. I like that. It, it was a, do that. It Mike was a lot of fun. Uh, he wrestled Mike Bennett, who was Mike Canellis in the WWE for yeah, a little while. Okay, and I was never really a big fan of his, but he had an excellent match. So I would get another thing maybe seek out if you get a chance uh, it, it would be worth your time where where can you get like where was it like bleach report or something uh fight tv the fight tv okay. app and they have something called the honor club which for some reason i haven't fired up but i think it's their version of like an app network where yeah. they have their How much was it? 10 bucks 10 bucks, 10 bucks for the month so I, I think it'd be probably worth and it went right on my amazon because of my amazon's through the fire so stick you get, so like, fight tv for like a month or uh, yeah well you get that pay-per-view but i joined the honor club which I, you know, I logged in and signed up for. So I think they have a whole bunch of their footage and, you know, all, all their, their library available so on there. So it's kind of like a Ring of Honor network. Network, yeah. And, and Impact has theirs as well. Cool, but for like the $10, the $10, $10 whatever, you I, get it for like a month. Yeah, I actually have, I don't have much going on after we're done here today, so I'm probably going to go home and check some of that out just because <laughs> yeah, it's, awesome. it, you know, um, pretty cool thing. But that's, that's so I'm, you know, I'm back invested in wrestling. I've been, I keep up with AEW. Man, for the life of me, I just don't think it's a good TV show. I, I don't. <laughs> it, I like I said, I don't get to watch it often. But when I hear stuff happens, or I hear like 
like the last thing I watched was uh, Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, that wasn't bad. It had its moments. Was that the most recent one with... Uh... It was the most recent Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. whenever it was. It was like a month or two ago, I think. Oh, now, see, now here, this is what's bad. I'm, I'm trying to think of what the main event was. So, oh, I had the stadium match. Yeah. Did you watch that? The 505. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched that pay-per-view as well. And again, the wrestling was, for the most part, pretty good. Yeah. Um, I think with AEW, I think here's my main issue. Outside of Darby Allen and maybe MJF, I'll give MJF this too. They haven't created... There's nobody there that's AEW, that's an AEW star, that's like, oh, man, I'm so glad AEW has these guys and I want to watch them. Yeah. Like, Kenny Omega, I actually think, even now, as the champion, belt collector, and the whole whole thing, I still think his star faded a little bit. Coming out of New Japan, I think he was hotter. Um, uh, yeah. You know, J- sure. John Moxley is, is one of the top guys, and it's not at all a knock on his work or what he's done, but, you know, I feel like I have my fill of him in the WWE. Like, I don't... It's it's not I'm not oh my god I can't wait to see what Moxley's doing definitely don't really care to see what Jericho's doing and I was always a big Chris Jericho fan but it's nothing yeah. nothing that interesting to me now the revival FTR love them they actually had a really good match with the Bucks but I think they kind of hot shot of that and blew that because really? now yeah they know they're they're not and they don't use them much on TV. They were in that five on five kind of a clusterfuck of a match so it's like hey I really like these guys. I want to see him in a good tag match against a good tag team because that's what they're good at. Yeah, and it's not presented to me, so I I'm just I'm not. So what? They're just not giving them matches, or they 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 don't know. They never wrestle they as a tag their... team ever like on TV, ever. Wow. It's 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 weird. It's a weird show, and you got to get Cody Rhodes thirty fucking minutes every episode too. That's crazy, dude. Like, Can we, do we want to talk about how much we hate Cody Rhodes? Like that. That's a problem. <laughs> Everything is so. That's a whole podcast. Right? So <laughs> I got, I got I mean, I two hours. I got two do, hours at least to talk about how much I, I hate Cody Rhodes. I understand but, the hate, yeah, but it just seems like they rush everything to hell anymore. Like put Cody Rhodes on for thirty minutes every other week or every couple weeks or something. Otherwise, throw like a little bits of them in there and like a little promo or or a, or a little backstage segment or something. But everything seems like it's just it's done in two weeks or like everything yeah. just moves so rapidly. Stretch it out. You know what I mean? Well, it, and again, I I follow the, the TV program. I watch as much as I can stomach, to be honest with you, because I, I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. But that last the last paper, he was Cody Rhodes against a trainee at his school that they built for some reason a U.S. versus England feud, which makes no sense. And and you know you can always have the the trainee going after the trainer storyline. That's fine, but. They put it all together and like for a one month build, and that was it. And every week was a segment, fifteen minutes long, contract signing and talking about you know. Then there was UK versus America for some reason, and yeah. it's like, and and I do I can't stand Cody Rhodes, but that was just a terrible storyline. No matter who's involved with it, yeah. It and and the fact that you rush it, Cody won, and it's like, wh- what was the point it's like there was no point you didn't do. make a new guy i don't think that guy's been on tv since and they didn't give you t- enough time to even give a shit about it no you, you got a new character a new a new potential star you hope to be a star he has a great look and by all accounts he's not a bad worker but you you just throw it in here without any build you have cody beat him and then he's on to other things and you just go what was the point why why did we do that why did we waste our tv time doing this i didn't see it but like 
from the way you're describing it, it was seemingly just like t- they didn't know what to do. Like it was just filler, you know? I, you know, but yeah. Like they just, Cody needed something to do. Or- that's exactly, that's all it was. Cody needs something to do. And they built a storyline just out of nothing and it ended up being nothing. And it's, and why? And and now, and this means, again, I can't stand Cody, but just being unbiased aside, if you don't have anything for him to do, don't use him for a month. And then when you, then when you come back with something to do, it's a little, it's more exciting. It's, you know, you, for the people who are fans, Hey, you're excited to see him back, but to just have waste. Now he's on your TV every, with a big entrance every single week, yeah. waste your time and you, and you don't like what's being presented. Well, now you, you really took whatever stock you had in him and kind of lost that too. Well, especially when, uh, him and the others that started the whole company, their whole point was to uh, to to let the the other stars shine bright, to let people do their thing, and sure doesn't feel that way, does it? As Omega, yeah, Omega's got every the, belt, and the, the Bucks are the, the champions, and Cody gets twenty minute segments with a guy that nobody knows, yeah, and QT Marshall, like, yeah, well, I mean, who knows? Maybe things are gonna change. They're bringing in Daniel Bryan, supposedly CM Punk. Uh, I, I mean. Well, they, they, they already did. The same thing with them. They already brought in Alistair Black, who I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. Huge fan. And they sprayed right away with Cody. And I mean, I put a thing on Facebook, like, yeah, I saw that. like joking, but but not. No. I'm not joking. Like, I don't want to see it. Like, yeah, you brought in a character that I was, that I'm a fan of. I would love to see what he does. You know, if he's with MJF, awesome. If he's with Omega, of course, would be that's awesome. If he's with Adam Page, cool, man. Like, I'm kind of excited. You put him with Cody, and it's, I, I don't care. It's almost like they need some sort of like, uh, like ranking system. Like that, they were. That's kind of what they were. They all were about supposed the to with yeah, the wins and losses like matter. Number, and... he's number two contender, like something why, why not just do that like have him he just came in why would he be feuding with somebody who's probably high up there yeah which has cody held the they have their the title tv title and their their tnt which is like their television title. but he hasn't held the AEW heavyweight title, title now well i guess that's one thing that he hasn't done oh no that's his that's him trying to tell you like no i don't put myself over all the time yeah i'm fine just like his daddy just like his fucking daddy, man. And and this year, I, I'm a I like the, the all the Conrad Networks of podcasts. You know, start with something to wrestle with. But I uh, I like I like what happened when with Tony Schiavone. And this year, they were just going in order all of 1986 World Championship Wrestling Jim Crockett promotions. Okay. Yeah, you know, week by week. Those are all the studio wrestling. The ones you always see the Dusty Rhodes or the Ric Flair, Flair promo clips, you know? Yeah. That was the studio wrestling every week. And man, it was, it's actually a kind of, it's a lot of fun. Now it's gone off of the network because fucking Peacock. Uh, <laughs> so it's gone now, but you watch a week after week and, and Shivani would break down what would happen. And like, you'd see like Dusty would cut a promo and then Flair would cut a promo that was way better because Flair's awesome. And then later in the show, you'd have Dusty coming out to kind of talk about how cool he is again and how uh, I see him out here dancing like, like uh, yeah, and, and try to get himself back over. And Shivani would even say, like, there wasn't in the format, but Dusty was the booker. So if he wanted to go out and cut an interview, he's going to go cut an interview. Yeah. And I feel the same way about Cody now. It's like, what? You started your own wrestling promotion to show everybody how good and how cool you are? Fuck you. Yeah. Like, no, you're not. No, you're not. And and Dusty Rhodes is always in everybody's top five for promos of all time. I'm not, and by all means, he was good. He was good at them. Yeah. 
But you wrote the show. You wrote the show to tell to to you wrote it to be to good. be to talk about how cool and how good you are. Yeah. And if you go back and watch this, Magnum TA, I'm sure it's a name you know, but you're probably not real familiar with his work. Man, in 1986, that dude was over. He was a fucking rock star to the fans. Like he went out there and the crowds went nuts. So guess who his tag team partner is? Oh, it's Dr. Rose with Megan T.A. We're America's team. Like, fuck you. The Rock and Roll Express were over like crazy in 86. Guess who's helping them win? Uh, the Road Warriors. Fucking, that's was, that was when they were blowing up. They were over. Guess who's the six-man champion with them? Somehow, Dusty Rhodes was the number one contender for every single belt in the company. He's feuding with Tully Blanchard, Art Anderson, uh, the Midnight Express, and Ric Flair all at the same time. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay. So Dusty Rhodes always one of the greatest of all time because he wrote the fucking show and made him the greatest of all time. It doesn't count. It's like so uh, fuck you and your son. Like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you know who that is? Oh, of course. The actor. He wrote a movie called Don John where he played. Yeah. He wrote the movie director where he played a ladies' man, a yeah, porn, addict porn addict, yeah, whose girlfriend was Scarlett Johansson. Johansson yeah. <laughs> Like, oh, of course, he wrote the fucking movie. Yeah, Mark Thomas goes to Hollywood. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna see, you're gonna see, yeah, Mark Thomas with the the wrestling fan that chases Alexa Bliss and wins her heart. Yeah, yeah really, Becky Lynch or something. Written by Mark Thomas. Yeah, get married, have kids. Yeah. Have kids. We gotta, we're gonna do this in real life though to make it authentic. Those are our real kids too. Exactly. You wrote this shit. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what drives me. It just drives me bonkers. It really does. When you and so it goes back to saying, "Well, go." Cody wasn't the heavyweight champion, and his. I guarantee you, in his mind, that's like, I, I know. I mean, I could be the heavyweight champion, but I, you know, I want the other guys to get the attention. Yeah. I'll be every other champion. You know, you're Omega's Omega. on for five minutes, and you're on for a half an hour. But no, you're giving the other guys the opportunity. Man, go fuck yourself. No, no. <laughs> you're all fired up about Cody Rhodes. It was bound to happen. <laughs> They need to, like, has MJF, how, how's he been doing? He's in just muddling a feud with Jericho. So just not not holding any titles, not doing anything real. He started his own group to combat against Jericho's group. That was that five-on-five yeah, five stadium that, yeah. match. Um, but even on the other side of that, still just kind of stuck in the mud with Jericho. That's what, you know, MJF was a guy, I mean, he was, he was making headway on the independence, as was Darby Allen. But those are two guys where you say, okay, you took an independent star, gave him a platform, utilized them well, because, you know, Darby's been good. He's been, I can't stand Sting, but it, it's been kind of a fun role for those two together. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I really, really do but think so. From what I saw, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So you got those two. I'm like, I'll give you those two. I'm not a fan of Orange Cassidy at all, but. He's got he's gotten over with at least that crowd. I'll I give credit where it's due. Feelings about Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, I find very entertaining. I laugh every time he's out there. Do I think he's a good wrestler? I don't know. Well, funny. There's an old saying. Really, he does cool things, but like he's not really doing conventional wrestling. The, the old saying is funny doesn't equal money. That's the thing. So does he entertain you? Absolutely. But I mean, he was just in the heavyweight title match against Omega with with Pac, but. And it was a it was a it was a good match. I thought it was a pretty good match, but it wasn't. Oh my god! I can't wait to see Orange Cassidy get the title from Kenny Omega. Yeah. Like it was more. I guess we'll see what happens. To me, it, like the best way I can describe it is, I like what I see, but I feel like there's something missing. Yeah. Like some like to, to just push him over the top. And be like yeah, this dude. I like this dude. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, and again, you're talking about a character. When we, when we go back to what we just said about Goldust, the Fiend, everything like that. How long are the legs for a character like that? Mm-hmm. You have you have a, a gimmick. Gimmick sounds weird. You have a shtick, but you have something that 
absolutely brings attention to you. And I want to see more. How long, how long is it going to kick people in the leg before they just deck them? Right, right, exactly. And and that's and that the longer that he does keep kicking people like while they go along with it, the more it wears on you. The more love, it... love the memes though, gotta say. Love <laughs> We're kicking Connor, kicking uh, LeBron or something. <laughs> we'll down. Can't get enough of those. Yeah. Okay. That I'll give you that. If, if anything out of Orange Cassidy, we get that. That's not so bad. I'll, uh, I'll give you that one. But I interrupted that with that. But um, yeah. So all, all in all, now we got crowds back. Are you excited? You you feeling? Is your Oh no! No, no. wrestling juice is flowing a little more than. If if there's anything recently for me to be excited about wrestling, it's the fact that they're on the road again. Yep. Even the wrestlers are going to be like more. Oh, yeah. There's only potential for greatness. Sure. Which I know. I will say this too. I think being off of the road was probably a nice break for wrestlers. You know, for the because they're always on the road. You get to you get to heal injuries. You get to stay healthy. You get to be. At home, well, almost almost all of them are located in Florida at this point anyway, so they get to be home like, every night. Yeah. That's a good thing. I mean, that's a really good thing for them to get their batteries recharged, and, uh, and I think I think they'll probably take that on the road now and be fired up, and it'll show. Yeah. Um, uh, the other, I guess, the other MVP that you, you can't not talk about out of the Thunder Home era and still going now is Roman Reigns. Oh, dude, dude, if he's not nailing it right now. It's phenomenal. Nobody is. He's phenomenal in this role. He's he he's done it. And like he he kind of won me over a little bit with the leukemia thing. Mm-hmm. Like once that I was like, okay, he's human. I yeah. have a reason to give a shit about him. Yeah. But um, not that I didn't deny he was human before. But you guys see what I mean. I hope. Um, but this dude, him going heel and him going full into it and doing his thing, dude, he is he is nailing it. And that's on him to, like you said, going all into it and investing fully into it because they essentially just go out there and still be you, what, what, we, what we've presented you as, but the people still don't like you. Well, let's feed into that. We're not going to ignore it anymore. Yeah. And nobody nobody liked it when you were out there beating everybody every, every pay-per-view. We're still going to fucking do that and yeah. let them not like but you. Now, and you now, tell them how good you are and that they can't do anything about it. But now and it it's makes great. Sense. You know what I mean? Now yeah. we have a reason to to buy it. And we can't wait to see who's going to knock him off at yep. this point. It's been about a year on top and he hasn't he hasn't lost a match. Which, not to get on get too much into something that recently happened, but have, did you watch SmackDown on Friday? I did not. It's looking like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it'll change, but John Cena came out on like the week prior or whatever and said some shit mm-hmm. and then uh, this Friday Roman came out and responded basically saying like no no you can't and then Finn Balor comes out okay so they might be pushing him and Finn Balor or maybe he's just gonna squash Finn Balor on way to Cena which oh. doesn't make sense no you don't you, you don't need to squash bring Finn Balor back just to get squashed yeah. by Roman you don't you don't need to feed anybody for to reign for Cena everybody knows who Reigns is everybody knows who Cena is that match it's fine. You don't, you don't, nobody needs to get trampled over to remind you, oh, Roman Reigns can beat John Cena. No, Roman Reigns is made. He's fine. Bobby Lashley right now is made. He's fine. Yeah. He's doing that. I mean, he, he's the best run of his career by far. Yeah. 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 I love to hate him. You know what I mean? Yep. I, I'm not you, a fan of Bobby Lashley. They, uh, so we'll give that credit where it's due. And AEW is doing it with Omega. They're finally just positioning him as like, remember, Took, it was me three, four years ago, but he was the best wrestler in the world. Everybody's talking about it. It's like, yeah. so here, there, there he is, the best wrestler in the world. He's going around to all the companies, taking all their belts, and who's going to beat him? So I think on top, everywhere you go between Lashley, Omega, 
and Reigns, it is. You got the question of who's going to knock them off. And it's a good thing. You can definitely make a new star that way. You can you can build too. Because I don't think it's going to be Goldberg and I don't think it's going to be John Cena. Yeah. So who's going to be the guy? Is it Finn Balor really going to run behind him? Big E won the money in the bank. And, you know, a lot of people feel he's had star potential the entire time. I, I do too. Guy's got a boatload of charisma. And When it comes down, I mean, I guess it would depend on who Big E chooses. I can't, right. I can't remember if he has kind of indicated or said who he chose. Or chose. Yeah, he's on SmackDown, but he can you can still choose can either choose way. Whoever. Yeah. And uh, but uh, I think Big E would be a good candidate. I think so too. To take down either one of them. They've well, they built especially Roman up so well that whoever does beat him should be a made man. I mean, yeah. it, it, it should make you. And Big E definitely deserves it. He and he can perform, but like. I feel like the new day gimmick is going to be hard to be the face of the company, maybe. Possibly in that role, yeah. And I mean, I could always appeal to kids, but I think even you know, as a teenager, you would think the new day would be kind of cheesy, you know. Yeah, I mean, as adults, we day, we but... notice it as cheesy, and they, but you know, you know, you could at least appreciate the, the the effort they're putting into it. Like Woods is always constantly terribly entertaining yeah. like you know with everything he does so us as adults can see what it is and go this is the gimmick and at least you know try to enjoy it but yeah for your young adults and teens it'd be kind of tough because that, that wouldn't be cool i mean yeah yeah i mean but i mean but john cena wasn't cool to them the entire time for his run either and that's they, true. and say what you will about him if you're not a fan you're not a fan but without him the, not only just the numbers in general but like it feels like it's taken a big dip since Cena's been around because he was either as kids that loved him, wanted to see him win, or most of the vocal audience that wanted to see him get knocked off. Big match John was a thing though. Yeah. You know, he had big match you know, when he had feud with AJ Styles, you're like, fuck, I want to see that. Yeah, people watch. If you were Kevin yeah. Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, you're like, I want to see that. Like when out of all the people that they'll bring back, he's one of the top ones. You're like, yeah, I'll watch that. Yep. No, I'm I'm captive. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready for SummerSlam. I'm I'm excited. I'm that's got my full attention. For sure. Man, how long we've been going? We've been rocking and rolling here. Uh looks like if if we if we include that little bit of bullshit in the beginning an, an hour and eight and a half minutes. All right, well we're doing pretty good. I I, I figured uh for our first one back and we you know, we, yeah, we just we covered we just, a lot of ground. We covered a lot of ground with with this whole year and what we felt, and uh, you know, because I, I know I talked to you. I wanted to talk about the summer of '96, and I think that take us do a little bit of research. But between the Austin 316 promo and the WWF and the NWO form WCW, I really feel like that that was being 25 years ago too. That really started shaping wrestling for yeah. what it would become, especially for our like generation. So I really think the summer of '96 is so critical so i think Absolutely. next time we get together we'll do we'll talk do a little research and really yeah. dive into that and uh and you know for any of the the viewers or listeners now we'll uh hear us saying that we want to get into that go check out the network and kind of catch up with it catch the austin 316 promo yeah, watch a... just some rolls or some nitros in that era like that's what i've been doing actually i've been watching like nitros post batch at the batch at the beach yeah. when hogan turned heel just to kind of feel like you some of it was still like old school wcw and then like boy it got it was raw and gritty like with the nwo and coming you know coming through the crowd and and the hostile takeover and all of that like you felt it man like and it was really cool transition so 
I got a little bit of time for us and anybody who would like to, to join in to maybe catch yourself up on that because I think that's what we're talking about next. Actually, like, uh, I'm not getting paid to say this or anything, but I could recommend like a good channel to because because if you don't want to like really have to like go through and watch everything, if you want something mm-hmm. a real good thing to catch up on, there's a, a channel I watch called Wrestling Bios, and he has a series where he he does the the Monday Night Wars essentially, but his own version of it. Okay, it's kind of a slower, more real version as opposed to WWE's WWE they won so they can write the history books however they want to yeah but his is more and he takes you through it so if you want to do that you can not only that wrestling bios wrestling wrestling bios Bios, two words and uh, he also does like full career and storyline explanations and walkthroughs and shit I love him dude Okay, I'll, I'll go to sleep just watching like Okay. Playlist of them. Uh, yeah, easy. Enough. That'll get you a, a good, a good Cliff's Notes version of sure. what we'd be talking about. Like a cool little documentary version. And, and you know, has a cool I, like Irish accent. I, uh, you know, I'm me, so I know as much as I possibly can exactly, know. Yeah. But I'll still probably watch that just so if we have a Cliff's Notes version and that's something that anybody else can watch just too, so we can kind of, kind of focus on that and be like, okay, yeah, this is what happened and how did it affect things and how, what did we feel about it? I think that'd be a fun episode. Well, it's cool he does it in the, in the sense of like, he talks more, he walks you through the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like you get to relive the story and that's so cool about it. Oh yeah. That gets you in the feels though. You know? <laughs> it really does. Yeah, and like, you could tell he really gives a shit, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, we'll start to take it home here. And, uh, I will start by saying that, um, I mentioned too, like my, my, my wrestling juices are flowing again because we're able to wrestle again. There's a really good organization called power slam pro wrestling. They're just, uh, they're just kind of getting the boat rolling with the, yeah, I think they had their first show in April or March. They were doing really limited with the pandemic, but now they, they have a pretty cool little building out in beach city, Ohio. So somewhat middle of nowhere, but, uh, this, this will, we'll still air before Saturday, right? We'll have it available. Yes. Sure. Yeah. So this Saturday, the 31st, I'll be there wrestling. It's a show called Mead and Bleed. There's actually a meadery, uh, right on the same, uh, like a premises, more or less, that, you know, brews and makes their own mead and they're going to have live bands. I like the name. Yeah. They're going to have two, their live bands, two wrestling shows. I believe the first one is at four o'clock, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Wildfire Tommy Rich, former NWA champion, will be there. Okay. Yeah. I'm, you know, have a couple beers with a little Wildfire while I'm done. Uh, but I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the other thing we obviously need to talk about, which I probably should have done it at the beginning because it's the biggest thing going on in my life right now, but uh, <laughs> buried the lead in my world. Um, Absolutely. Well, last year, last summer, uh, well, and, one, and actually, let's see, as I'm looking here, what was when we do the MCW 10 year? That was like episode 18, 19. So some of the last. Right here? Yeah. Or, the. Yeah, when when we what, oh, tenth, tenth anniversary show, it was like one year ago. It says there October first, twenty nineteen. That was that was our nineteen. Okay, it was episode nineteen of ours where we were uh, covering the MCW ten year, and we talked a lot of MCW, and that's that was all. That's all how I came up was all MCW. That was my company, man. Loved it. That that that's what made me me and my trainer and uh, the promoter of the show is Kevin Ballou Shasta, and he passed away last summer. Uh, last last july actually um and right away what nobody nobody else knows except for us really because i was spending a lot of time with shasta is we were already planning an mcw reunion show we were talking about it like we we were talking about before covid hit and then as covid hit obviously it's like well we can't run a show yeah. but this is kind of some of the stuff would be fun to do when we when we run a show yeah you had plenty of time we, we had plenty of time to think and plan and he passed last July. Um, 
not COVID related, uh, but he passed away. And so immediately we were, you know, you want to do something. I mean, he, he, the, the, what he did for this area, especially for independent wrestling, it was like nobody else did. He ran the big Canton Civic Center shows where we had, you know, the Road Warriors, Dusty Rhodes, Jerry Lawler. That was all on one show. Very young AJ Styles, Sabu. Wow. Um, that was all just one show. And then later on, like Jeff Jarrett was there. Mick Foley was in. Bret Hart was in, you know, we had big shows at the biggest building in town with thousands of people. It was it was as big for independent wrestling this area has ever seen. Yeah, there's just there, there's just no there's no question, and that's not a knock on anybody else who's run shows because I've I've certainly wrestled for them. People put on good shows, but it, 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 that it, it was of that caliber, and it, and it and it got the ball rolling for a lot of pe- other people to run shows in the future too. So he was very influential. So right away, you know, we're like, well, what he passed away? What can we do? What can we do? Like, you know, we obviously thought like a memorial show is necessary, but it was it's impossible at that time. I mean, we even tried to look around to rent like a park with a pavilion to like, hey, maybe we'll have some videos or stuff playing. Yeah. Not a full, full, full funeral service, but like, a you know, just a celebration of life sort of thing. And get all the old guys together. And, like, the parks departments would tell us, like, oh, yeah, no more than 20 people. And we're like, even outdoors, they're like, no more than 20 people. Like, it, that's, you know, the restrictions were what they were. It makes it not even worth it. No, no. And that's and that's what we landed on. We said, this, we, we're not, if we can't do it right, we're, we're not going to do it right yeah. now. Um, but as we come into this year and the restrictions were starting to lift and everything, you're starting to feel good on the other side. Uh Wes GQ status got a hold of me and said, I think it's time to run a show. And I said, absolutely. And uh, so we've been collaborating on it. And, but me being here in town where we're going to run the show, I've taken the bull by the horns, man. I booked the building on September 25th at the Stark County fairgrounds uh, Saturday night. We, uh, we will, we'll have that reunion show and a memorial show for Shasta. Uh, it's called MCW stranglehold. And I have, uh, yeah, I mean, I've taken the bull by the horns and ran with this thing. It's, it's been, uh, besides going to work, paying bills and taking care of the family, it's my number one priority. Like it, it really is. Um, I've gotten hold of so many of the old talents, a lot of newer talents too. Like anybody wrestled from CW in the past that's still around and can wrestle or wants to do, they're going to be a part of this show. Um, and we've, we've done a lot of good creative juice a lot of things flowing uh we only got two matches announced so far so that's all i'm going to give you right now uh yeah. but myself versus alex matthews and that's a cool story because he was in the last training class of shasta the last group of kids he trained back in let's say it was 2011 or so um and i would i would go up there quite a bit and help train as well and he hit the ground running and has starting to form a very good career for himself he's very very talented kid um so I'll be taking on Alex Matthews in a little bit of a generation versus generation clash and another generation versus generation class that we just announced today. Uh, Ethan Wright, another guy, he actually trained with Harley race. Um, yeah. One of his, one of his last students as well. So he trained with Harley race, but he's from the Alliance area. He came back home, wrestled for MCW was, he actually beat gold dust in the last show that MCW ran in the main event. So, he was on the big things then. He's still in the big things. He's traveling all across the area on every independent show he can get on. Dude looks like a star. 
great, great wrestler. No, we we actually have a, a full match of him and Madman Fulton on our on Ohio WrestleCast. Well, there we go. There, there yeah, you go. Check that out. Check that out. That, that's that was a really good match too. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's going to wrestle Cody Hawk. And if the name's not familiar to you guys here, he um, him and Nigel McGinnis were touring buddies. They traveled the country together. They were on Ring of Honor shows together, and they were on Kevin's shows back in actual 2000, so like 2000, 2001, okay. as young kids getting started. And Cody Hawk has situated himself in Cincinnati where he runs his own wrestling academy and he's actually trained, he trained John Moxley, he trained Sammy Callahan, oh, he wow. trained Eli Drake, who's known as LA Knight now. Uh, and those are just the, the big names. He's trained a lot of really, really good independent wrestlers uh, over the years. So a dude who really knows what he's doing, Ethan Wright obviously knows what he's doing. Yeah. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Well, I, I'm, no I'm personally stoked to watch that one so yeah. we got two announced two announced already more to come uh stick with us here and follow the page on facebook if you could mcw stranglehold you'll you'll get yeah. all of your info um if, if we haven't already which i think i did uh i'll post it on, yep. on the how wrestlecast facebook page so go go there like it too if you haven't already and that you can get all the info there if you want to go so we uh we've, we've been working really hard though to uh not only have great wrestling matches but then also everything we can do to appropriately honor Shasta. Uh, we've got we actually I already have a video in from Nigel McGinnis. So anybody who can't be there, that's worked with us throughout the years. Like we just, Hey, send us 30 seconds through a minute video. And Nigel had a video. that was a couple minutes long. That was beautiful. I, I, I can't wait for people to see it awesome. and you'll get to see, you'll get to see what he meant. I mean, I can sit here and tell you, but I'm just one person and to, a lot of people like I'm, I'm not much of anything, but Nigel McGinnis is a big, big star ring yeah. of honor world champion. And he can tell you that he feels very similar that I did about Kevin and what he, what he meant and you know, the person that he was and how entertaining he was. And so you'll get to see that from not only Nigel, but you know, a lot of other people at the show will have those videos. Yeah. So Shasta will be there in spirit without a hell. Yeah, he will. And that's, and I'll tell you what, we got to do a show to do him proud because if not, he'll let us know if the show sucks, there's probably going to be a thunderstorm or something yeah. on all of you. <laughs> so he, he will let us know. He was never afraid to let us know when uh, anything else we did sucked, but he also, also, we'll be very proud when we uh, when we deliver, and that's that's the plan. That's Hell the yeah. plan to deliver on the twenty fifth. All right. Well, I guess unless you got something else, I, th I think that's it, Daddy O. I guess with that said, that has been our triumphant return with episode twenty three of Ohio Wrestling. Felt pretty good. Shake that rust off. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, let's see what how I can uh, do with an outro. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Uh, Pretty sure we still got T-shirts and shit available somewhere. If, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that or post something in the con or in the description. If you uh, guys ask for him, you know, Mark will find it for you. Yeah, him. there you it, go. It, it, slide into my DMs. Like slide into his DMs. Like. But uh, Dustin Poirier. But I, I wouldn't want to see Dustin Poirier do to you what he did to Conor McGregor. Absolutely so, dude, not. Dustin Poirier, Mrs. Poirier, do not slide into Mark's DMs. No, I mean, no. Unless, you guys, unless you guys are into that sort of thing. Unless you but, want a T-shirt. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. My point going back to my point. Uh, but yeah, uh that's all I remember. I'm sure I'll get back in the swing of things the next one. As when I especially when I go through and edit this and just see how rusty I am. But um with that said Bye internet. God I missed that. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, but I didn't hit stop recording yet, so I'm probably going to...